Welcome, you dirty batters, to the Inglorious Batters podcast. My name is Jordan, alongside Adam and Rob, as always. Uh, just a quick, uh, quick disclaimer and everything. So, what I, um, our streaming platform is currently having a difficult time hooking up to Facebook. And so, if you're watching this on Facebook, that means I reposted it. So, I apologize. Um, it's just currently down at the moment. It should be up in two weeks. So, we should be totally fine with that. But um, welcome. Welcome again to the show. Uh, this week, obviously, we're not together because we physically can't do that every week because of lives and planning. But when it comes down to uh, your guys' week so far, how are you guys doing? Uh, I think I started off with uh, Rob last week. How, how are you doing, Adam? Uh, yeah, man. I'll, I'd love to kick this off. Um, I'm doing well. Um, just a real quick recap, dude. How awesome was that two weeks ago Dude. being over there at Rudy's? It was so much fun. Dude. I enjoyed it. I mean, and shout out to, to a few of the guys in particular that made it out from our league, Shane and uh, Jim and Brandon, too. Um, I know we had some. And uh, Warren. Warren. Warren, I was going to say. I know we had some additional family. Warren, obviously, being uh, uh, involved in the league as well as Bastard Jordan's father. Um, and then just, just, uh, overall, just like great vibes and, and, and can we forget old Fort baseball as, uh, inviting us out to that? Um, it was awesome. It was, it was great vibes. It was like, just cool to be in person with you guys, um, and, and talk baseball, but, uh, yeah, man, uh, this week fantasy wise, uh, I, I find myself down about a hundred, um, pitching matchups. I, I don't think I had my first starter go until Thursday this week. Uh, and, uh, the guy I'm playing leading the league and scoring i think he had two two start pitchers this week so just is like tough 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 sledding for me but uh glad to be here with you fellas to talk some baseball fantasy baseball all things in between uh to all the viewers keep the comments coming in all show long we love your feedback love your questions love any anything you can provide us it keeps uh keeps us engaged keeps you all engaged and uh rob how you feeling brother Hey, man, you know, pretty good. Pretty good. The uh, um, well, past two weeks with the kids have been fantastic. Um, yeah. So outside that, regular life has just been pretty neutral. Uh, I've been able to dive into some fantasy, though, so I'm hoping to make a turnaround. And I have made a turnaround. I've, I've won two in a row. I'm looking at a solid third win here, hopefully. And, hope, you know, hope, hope, hopefully – getting on the on the right track for for the season and correcting course so uh and i also want to give a special shout out to uh caleb roth one of our good listeners full-time listener pretty much uh with pit viper sports covering the northeast indiana area for high school sports and media i feel like it is uh it is necessary to call out the work that he does because getting some sunshine and some honorable mentions for the local Hoosiers and the attention in the next level uh, of athletics is, is definitely on par for the message I want to send. So go for it. Yeah. Robin, Jordan? as you call it, it's uh, Caleb uh, and, and everybody that's doing that type of stuff, as you would like to call it, it's God's work, right? I mean, you know, we can right. do it out of the love of the game for the most part, just like we're right. doing it with podcast and, and fantasy baseball in general, you just do it. Because you love the game and you want to help grow yep. or know the game or pass it along to the next generation. It's so, yeah. yeah, kudos. And Caleb, appreciate you tuning in every week, man. Right. 
Jordan. So, oh yeah, yeah. So uh, uh, it's been going good. We're uh, we're starting the prep work of getting ready for our vacation that we leave for on Friday, which means I will not be on the episode, the next episode. So I know, wah wah wah. Um, but uh, I we obviously obviously Adam and Rob are going to kick some major butt in this next episode. But yeah. uh, no, life's been great. Oliver's crawling everywhere now. So, um, mm. yeah, he's going to be moving a lot. Uh, I don't don't know where he got it from. Uh, truly, you know, I, I, it's not like <laughs> yeah. it's not like I can sit still. <laughs> but um, but no, fantasy wise, uh, I got I got curb stomped by Rob, who was again at that time the worst team. Um, again. Curb stomped is a nice way of saying it. It's like an American History X when Edward Norton was curb stomping. That, have, have you guys seen that movie? Great. Movie. Oh, for sure, bro. Great movie. But no, uh, the best of all time. Uh, it makes you feel makes you feel a little. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Um, but um, but no, fantasy wise, got beat by uh, Rob. But then also, I came back the next week. Uh, and had a dominating uh, performance against Rob, uh, not Rob, um, against Bob, my fault. Uh, and then this week I'm playing against the number one scorer in the whole league, Brandon, too. And I am currently winning right now. We're, is, we both suck this week. We're not doing well. Both of our teams are playing very poorly, but we both have pitchers going. He just had Tyler Glass now pitch 19 points for him. I have Dylan Cease, who I traded for. Uh, that's giving me 17 in the uh, in four innings, so that's good. Only giving up two hits on 56 pitches in four innings. Um, but, yeah, this week should be a good one. Uh, good luck to you, Brandon, too. I saw you in here. And, yes, Marcus, Ali is ready for world domination. <laughs> um, but also, also, I got a quick question for you guys. So you guys are nerds. Yes. Yeah. So what, su- so what superhero in either Marvel or DC would you like to replicate? Oh, yeah, that's mine's good- an easy choice. I I already got mine. Okay, who, who are you going with? I think I have a feeling I know who Jordan's going with, and it, 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 like, but I could be wrong. What so, do you think? Uh, okay, Jordan, Marvel. Is it Marvel? Yeah, yeah, it's Marvel. Oh, it is. Oh, yeah. X Men. No, but he's my second favorite Ooh. in the X Men. If if I was going to go he, with my second favorite, it's an X Men. Yeah. Well, I'll start yeah. it off. Um, so, dude, all right. Yeah, <laughs> this is gonna be lame as hell, and I and I have a feeling like some, Professor X. No, <laughs> not, like after the events of this week that I've seen um, with my own two eyes, I, I probably should change this, but dude. For whatever reason, I've always been this Aquaman guy. Um, not not like the lame one that wears like the the like rubber oven mitts, but just just like in general. For for whatever reason, I always kind of like that comic book. I, um, I think a lot of it was because you know it just like wasn't Jesus. What <laughs> I mean, God, <laughs> I didn't know it was that loud. I, 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 I didn't know. It was that <laughs> actively playing defense against me here on the podcast with the Capri Sun. 
Uh, <laughs> he named it Cedric before he before he started drinking. He says your name I mean, is Cedric Mullins. <laughs> hey, hey, hey! I have to move on from him for a little bit. It's Tyler. It's uh, not Tyler. It's uh, Kevin Galsman. Get it right. Okay. okay, just suck that thing dry. But um, anyways, uh, yeah, Aquaman's my choice. Hey, but dude, you know what? I would change it because here's the thing about me, dude. I am scared to death of the ocean and any sort of sea life in general. And I saw the most disturbing video earlier this week in Egypt of this like guy that got eaten by a shark and it was like taking- They killed that shark. I saw that they got him today. Yeah. Yeah. Anything to keep the beaches open with the tourism, you know, it's like they just found I, any damn shark they could I find. Freaking, I freaking love sharks. I want to go swimming with sharks without a cage. My oh. wife won't let me. Um, and I'm trying to convince her to let me swim with the sharks in a cage. She still won't let me. And I'm like, why not? I love the ocean. Oh, I nope. freaking love it. <laughs> Count me out, man. But yeah, yeah hey, I'm going yeah. with Aquaman. I'm going with Aquaman anyway because it'll help me conquer my biggest fear and, you know, whatever. I mean, that, that's where I'm going with. I'm going uh, unconventional. Rob, how about you? Uh, I'm going functionality over anything else. And uh, straight up, there's nobody else in, 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 in superhero universe that is more powerful than Rogue. So I'm going to become Rogue. First and foremost, I got them <laughs> thick cheeks. I got them thick cheeks and them curves. I can lay it out. Second, I get to date Gambit at one point or get sexually interested in Gambit at one point. And Gambit's probably got the coolest power out of anybody out there and fights with the bow staff. And then third, I can absorb and become, or I could absorb the powers of any other hero about. So I'll be able to just touch you guys, take whatever you guys got and be able to do that. So essentially I could be Carol Danvers, but still look like Rogue. Well, hold on. Did, Wait, did you what, not? Did you know that she has a limit to how much she can absorb? And yeah, killed her that's when she fine. Tried to, she almost died when she tried to absorb the Hulk. That's well. That's can't. also a different. That's that's different because the Hulk's not like a natural superhero. He's a gamma radio. He's from Gamma, so that's completely yeah. different. So hey, wait, I'm wait, going wait. rogue. Wait, what color is Rogue's hair? It's red. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I knew. Uh, I met so, her at Universal so, when we went on vacation. I was so high, dude. <laughs> <laughs> hey, 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 hey. Hey, was was she as hot as what you thought? Yeah. 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 <laughs> uh, that's right, dude. I have a brother that had like a weird like thing for Tinkerbell, and I just found it very odd. And in fact, he was like, <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, in fact, he was setting uh, uh, snaps of, of Tinkerbell, um, and it just kind of, I don't know, man, it kind of creeped me out a little bit, but. <laughs> Jordan, go ahead and reveal yours before we get into the well, baseball. I, oh, I want to take, take a guess. Let's narrow it down. Okay, it's not the X-Men. Is it Avengers? Hmm. Yeah, he joined the Avengers at one point. Doctor oh, yeah. Strange. No. It's more mainstream than that. Yeah, I know it. You're a Spider-Man guy. Hell yeah. Oh. <laughs> Freaking love Spider-Man. Because for, Spider one, for one, for for one, for one, not trying to be cocky. I'm the clo uh I'm like that's the closest superhero I can be because I do the ninja stuff. Yeah. And exactly. then he does a lot of that stuff. Like obviously he does it better than me, but I mean like, you know. It's fun because I feel like I'm 
Spider-Man sometimes. But no, my favorite Spider-Man, though, is not even Peter Parker. It's Miles Morales. Not just because he's a black guy and Puerto Rican like me, but because his powers are cooler. He can go camouflage and he has the power of of, uh, of creating electricity. Yeah. It's pretty dope. I like... Like I like Peter the Parker's Peter Parker Spider Man. Don't get me wrong. Yeah, I like I like the Peter Parker Spider Man. I definitely like the Peter Parker Ben Riley thing they got going on recently. That was really Ben Riley is that Scarlet suit is sexy. That's the yeah. best suit they've ever made. Well, this the Chasm <laughs> suit that they made for him is pretty sick. But like I like what they're doing there. But Miles Morales is on a completely different level of like he's on a different plane of superhero to me because. That's like my next generation. That's what I'm looking forward to. Well, well, the thing, the thing, the thing that I'm so excited about, I'm, I'm gonna ask because I have to be nice. I know you guys don't, but do you guys play video games? Not really. Okay, so nope. the Spider-Man video game came out for the PlayStation in like 2018. One of the best games I've ever played. The swinging mechanics were phenomenal, and then this new one's coming out October 20th. And Peter Parker is going to be wearing the black suit. And so when you watch him uh, with a little bit of gameplay that they release, he's very aggressive and is very gravelly like this. Kind of like Batman? Yeah. yeah, yeah. Well, well, his voice is a lot deeper. He's a lot more pissed off. And I love it personally. Um, so, So in this game, they are for sure. Miles Morales is going to be fighting Peter Parker. That's my prediction. And Miles is going to win because Peter's arrogance is going to get in the way. I don't like arrogant Peter. Uh, All right, fantasy. Let's talk baseball. Let's go. I I was just about to say that. So, um, so let's talk a little. Let's talk what we actually, what you guys actually came here for. We, I like shooting the, I like shooting it a little bit. Just talking a little bit. You know, not doesn't always have to be about baseball. Twenty five eight, but let's get into it. So yeah. we're gonna start off with uh, the divisions. Like how 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 are the divisions looking in your guys' eyes? Like Adam, like MLB division wise. Like, yeah, 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 no, yeah. <laughs> I mean, so we kind of wanted to go into this last week, or not last week, to you know, last episode. Um, but but with everything we had going on with with Logan from Old Ford and just kind of. Um, you know, doing our first live show, I, I know we didn't we didn't get to a lot of the topics we wanted to get to, but we kind of looked at it. We what we wanted to look at it was going into like you know Memorial Day weekend. You're getting to June, calendar slipping to June. You're kind of starting to feel like you're getting into summer. That's typically the spot where we you know like to just you know kind of do a, a progress report on where you're at because you know I mean what 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 I heard earlier this week um, is. After I and I think it might have been Darren from Fat Boy Fadeaway. Um, he had mentioned that there was a stat he had read where basically once it once the calendar flips to June, about six fifty-eight percent of all the teams that are leading their division go on to win their division. So uh, um, so I thought that that was interesting. Um so, you know, what, what that basically equates to is out of the six divisions, that means four of those teams that, you know, if, if those averages ring true to this year, four of those teams um, w- would end up hanging on to their division and there'd be a couple 
couple divisions that would maybe flop from who's leading it this year. So I guess we, I kind of wanted to look at it like, all right, this is where we're at now June on June 9th. Where do you think there's going to be movement? Is there, you know, in particular, this is more of a general discussion is, um, you know, is there some surprises on, you know, where some teams are, whether that's good or bad, anything like that. Um, so that's kind of what I wanted to talk about when, when we talk these divisions, you know, just general talk. Um, cause I think it can lead to a lot of separate discussions in itself. Um, but, uh, what do you guys think? I mean, you got the obvious two standouts that I think everybody in the, and their mother would call out being the Rangers and the pirates kind of contending for the divisions, um, at the moment. I think that those pirates? two, yeah, the Rangers and the pirates. Haven't they slowed down a little bit? Sorry, I'll slow down. But my fault. My the fault. Yeah, they, I apologize. They have they have slowed down. They slowed down immensely for like a yeah. like a three week period. But I mean, they're still contending for the division. Now they have had they've had a light schedule uh, over over that time. I think they took on Miami once, um, and then I think maybe Kansas City. And no offense, Jordan, but they had, they had, I know they had St. Louis wrapped up in there, and they swept St. Louis. So mm-hmm. I, I mean, I know that the Pirates. They've been playing way better than I, like I anticipated they would, and I think that that is, um, I think that's pretty awesome. And and when you break down the Pirates lineup, it's not really coming from any one particular source. It's really spread out, and it looks pretty decent throughout the top half of their lineup, which is pretty fun. And then if you move on to the Rangers, I mean, how fun are they to watch? They just I got mean, Molly these, Watt today, but yeah, no, a hundred percent. These guys are just crushing the ball. Every single yeah, Russian, one through nine. Crushing. Yeah. So they're yeah. they're a fun team to watch, and I mean, I know it's a, it's an it's probably uh, uh, an unpopular opinion, but I freaking love their city connect uniforms. I think they look badass. Uh, I love the Rangers this year. I'm super excited about watching them. Yeah, no, they, those those uniforms are starting to grow on me a little bit, Rob. Um, in particular, uh, just the more you see them, and, and as you see, like a Corey Seager in them, who's now back with yeah. them. That's that's yeah. the thing about them, you know. They're Corey Seager was out, you know, virtually. I mean, I think he got hurt within two or three weeks of the season, and and he's been back now a couple weeks. But but you know what's been impressive about them is. You look at, I mean, you you look at just the tangible numbers uh, for the Texas Rangers this year as it sits here today. They're forty and twenty-one, uh, good for a six fifty-six win percentage, five games ahead of the Houston Astros. Um, right. You know, with a plus one fifty-four run differential, which is just absolutely insane, man. Um, but they are a team that's done this now, largely. Without Jacob De, Jacob Degrom, which is you know the big news um, coming yeah. in this week, it's it, so sad. It's sad. It's t- you know, and, and then I read something where the Rangers turned down that uh, high risk insurance on his contract, uh, <laughs> which yeah, I don't know, man. When you're giving him that kind of money, I just would have thought that there was that comes. That's with a given because cap- because he has a he has a history. This is his this is his second time getting yeah. Tommy John, isn't it? Yeah. And typically when you get Tommy John once, you don't really get it again. Yeah. I no. mean, no, no. I mean, and, and I guess so when you look at it, it's like, okay, well, you know, 
I, I don't know how sustainable it is as far as, you know, the, the level they're playing at and the pace they're playing at right now. I don't know. I mean, I just don't know how sustain. I did a little bit of a deep dive in the numbers, which I think I'll get to a little later on um, with the Rangers in particular, but um, it's impressive. I mean, Evaldi, Gray, Perez. Evaldi. Uh, Perez. Who else do they have pitching down there? I mean. Dan uh, Dunning. Dane Dunning. He's John, yeah. uh, Gray. John Gray. John yeah. Gray, yeah. Dunning's been pretty nasty this year. Dun- Let me see if Dunning. Uh, his last performance, he didn't do that well. Cardinals hit him pretty good. Oh, damn it. What just happened? But, uh, yeah, no, but but Rangers, I'm excited about. I mean, and their offense is just insane. I mean, when you look at, <laughs> I mean, Adolis Garcia, Corey Seager, Josh Jung, Nathaniel Lowe, um, Marcus Semien, geez, I mean Marcus Semien, what the hell? Um, it's they're they're pretty. Jonah sad. Heim, Jonah Heim, one of the few Dude. catchers that worth. Adoldis Garcia, yeah, exactly. And, and Adoldis Garcia is not he's naughty. He's pretty And good. I guess the biggest offseason acquisition, in my opinion, is Bruce Bochy at the helm. I mean, that's uh, that's some yeah. savvy you got in the dugout there and i think that makes a big difference um who was the who was the feller they had there before though uh <laughs> that cat from uh um the dodgers i'm gonna call him like What's Ron. that's He's the reason here. why Corey seager uh went there and then they fired him his yeah. first year right What's his name that's the only reason why seager went to texas uh, i don't remember it's not important I don't. So, I like the Rangers lineup. I, I think that their lineup is is solid. I think that they're one hole. And I know I said spoke highly of Josh Young, you know, earlier on in the season. Um, I did a deep dive on him recently, and his, I don't know, man, like his strikeout rate compared to his ISO is just is a little bit too too much. I mean. He hits he hits for power on his ISO with his ISO, you know his ISO shows that I'm good with that but his strikeout rate at a 20 20.7 percent or uh, yeah 27 percent I'm sorry a 27 percent and then only a 6.9 percent walk rate I think he's going to regress back to back to his norm he's kind of been playing above that the last 15 days. Wait, who are you um, talking about? Sorry, Josh Young. Oh, okay, but, but from top to bottom, if that's what I think they're weakest piece is going to be maybe Travis Jankowski. That if that's bad. going to be their he's yeah, but I mean, but if that's going to be their weakest piece, I think that this can they can sustain this. Marcus Simeon's been able to be this guy for his entire career. Corey Seager is, Laoti Tavares has been pretty solid. I I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. Well, well, I I remember I remember uh this was this was a, this wasn't set on air or anything. I just remember having this conversation with Rob um, that that he was watching uh, that he was listening to a podcast and they were talking about Adolis Garcia, and then every and then they're like he's been good for like the past three seasons and nobody talks yeah. about him. Nobody, nobody talks about him being good. They just I think he like got rookie quiet. of the year votes when he was a rookie. He did. Where did he yeah, come from? I, I'm pretty sure. Uh, St. Louis. Oh, that's right. <laughs> yeah, we traded him for cash consideration. <laughs> <laughs> that stings. Oh. Yeah. 
Yeah, that that yeah, paid yeah. for a couple of new bricks, though. I know new bricks on the outside of the stadium's pavement. So. Yay. We also <laughs> traded Gallon. Yeah. And Andy Alcantara. And so, Randy Rosarena. Yeah, there's a there's a laundry <laughs> list of them. <laughs> but so so what do I you guess, think, Adam? Rob, well, yeah, I, I was gonna say, I guess if we could all maybe pinpoint where we think two, you know, what, what two divisions we think are going to see some movement. And, and, you know, a lot of it might be the same answers, but cause, cause I don't know. I mean, I think personally, I think you're going to see, I think you're going to, you're not going to, I don't think you're going to see any movement as far as who's going to win the division in the East Tampa Bay. Um, no, you know, I just think they're too strong. I I think Baltimore's I mean, getting number two though. Yeah, well, you know, yeah, I could see that if they can, you know, if they, I, I with all these teams, I, I guess, they stay healthy. Yeah, yeah, they did. I can see that. any of those teams. I can see any of those teams getting the second place in that division. I, I can seriously but, die out. But I, the only team I don't see is the Red Sox. They've been playing like. Dudu Brown recently. They're not good. Chris Sales hurt now. Yeah, I see again. Um, hey, by the way, breaking news! I just got it in my my earbud. Our producers, um, Pete Alonzo. What yeah, is he out? Team. Three to three to four weeks? Is that what I'm? Three hearing? four weeks? Oh yeah. Anyway, uh, continue what you were saying, Adam. <laughs> no, but I guess if I were to break it down, two divisions where I think there's going to be movement. Um, I think, and this is this is. Personally, I think I do think um, I I don't think I'm I'm very impressed with the Arizona Diamondbacks. They currently have a one and a half game lead there out in the West. I do think they're maybe just a year above, uh, ahead of schedule. I just don't know if I quite believe in the pitching. The bullpen's been a hell of a lot better this year. I just don't know if I believe in that. Um, and with a game and a half lead. They do have a plus twenty-eight run differential, but you know you're you're sitting there at the with the Dodgers sitting in second, only only a game and a half back, and it's like, man, they've got a plus fifty-eight run differential. I don't think the Dodgers have played near as you know sitting nine games above five hundred today. I don't think they've played near as well as what you know they're going to be. Um, so I think that one's going to move. And then you know personally, and this a lot of this is just has to do with I just don't believe in the Twins. Um, that whole division. That whole division <laughs> could be up in the air. I mean, I think, you know, between – basically between everybody but Kansas City, you just never know. I mean, Detroit maybe not so much, but I think Cleveland, Chicago, Minnesota, I think you're going to see some movement there on on, on who's going to win that division. So, um, And and I know Caleb chimed in and said NL Central. That's another one that, you know, definitely. Yeah. But, but, yes, let me leave it to you guys. What do you guys think? Um, no, no. Uh, my one of my choices was going to be both of the centrals. Both of those are yeah, wide open. Then the NL Central is open for every team because it sucks. Cardinals are in last place in that division, but they're only eight games out. It's attainable. Uh, and then, like you mentioned again, the freaking AL East, uh, AL Central. No team is above five hundred. Which is yeah. ridiculous. I find that right. hilarious. It's, it's damn near a meme at this point. But no, I agree with what you said about the Dodgers, though. 
We just call it the Mid Central, is what we're gonna call we're, it. Yeah, we're the Mid Central. Hey, wait, we're all represented in the Mid Central. <laughs> we are. We are, and I, I mean, it's hard to disagree with both of you. I mean, the the Central, the East is, I think, solidified. You got the Braves. You got uh, the. No, it's not. It's a lot. Cl- Miami. Miami's no. only three out. Miami is not a team that's going to compete long term. They're not going to do it. Sandy hasn't been pitching the way that San Diego pitches. I, it's, I just don't think it's. I just. I don't think it's going to happen. In my opinion, the Braves yeah. and uh, the Mets. Oh, Phillies. Yeah. No, not the Mets. <laughs> Phillies. I mean, the Phillies. If Nationals. they can turn it on, they can compete. Yeah, <laughs> I'm, just, I'm just. I'm race. just saying all the teams. I just. Point. I just don't I, believe. I know. I don't believe in the pitching in the um, NL East for any team other than the Atlanta Braves. And, like, if you look at it today, the Atlanta Braves and the NL East, they're the only team in that whole division with a a positive run differential plus 70. You've got Miami Marlins in second place currently only three and a half games out, but they're they're negative 24 run differential. So it's just like – I just – I mean, you just got to – I just, I mean, and, and the Mets, who knows, man? It's just, what the hell's going on with them? I mean, that's that's embarrassing, quite frankly. With that payroll. Well, I think Cohen's getting embarrassed, too. And I so, saw I saw where a couple couple people were asking for uh, Buck Showalter to drop Francisco Lindor to, like, sixth or seventh in the, <laughs> the batting order. It just makes me laugh. Uh, speaking of Francisco that? Lindor, is he still in your bat? Is he, is he still wearing the clown hat? Oh, yeah. Yeah, he'll always be. I actually super glued it on there, so that's not going anywhere. Uh, so, <laughs> so, so I have I have my choices. Obviously, the Central; those are going to have some movement. The Dodgers yeah. are going to take the West, in my opinion. Um, uh, the Rangers; it's between the Rangers and the Astros. Um, and then when it comes down to uh, the the East, I I personally think that the Braves are going to take that one. Um, there's not going to be movement in that one. Um, but in the A, in the AL East, the Rays are going to be one. However, I do see the gap shortening though. I do, I don't see them being as big of a lead as they are with the Orioles. Yeah, the Orioles are so good. And 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 with the Cardinals sucking so bad at life right now, I've been uh I've been forced to like watch other teams. Granted, Cedric Mullins is my favorite player. Uh that's not a Cardinal in baseball. And so I like I like watching them play. And I've discovered I actually really enjoy watching them play. And so they they're such a young team that's just they they they're out to prove people wrong, and and I'm sticking with they're gonna make the American League Championship this year. I'm still sticking with it. And yes, Kevin Galsman is also mine <laughs> as well. Yes, yes, we know Joel. Oh no, but but no, um, but no, yeah, that, that's huh. What is that? You're on to another one. You're on to uh, another one. Well, well, yeah. well, Cedric's hurt. Exactly. I was gonna say Cedric's on the IL, so he needs a he needs a flavor of the week. <laughs> flavor of the week. Although I will say you 
you have been on the uh, Cedric train, and you've you've been loyal and and have stuck by him. He has. I'm not taking that from him. Yeah. And and you guys try your you guys tried your best to not let me have him this year. Proved you guys wrong. I was going to spend whatever amount on him, but uh, but no, um, yeah, yeah, that yeah. I feel like I feel like this this conversation is over. Wait, give me a yeah. second. Yeah, I forgot some. Rob, uh, do you do you think that is this hey. a week? Oh, go ahead. Hey guys, um, this just in. Pete Alonzo's out three to four weeks. <laughs> okay. Well, just so you've got it here first, this is uh, uh, we we call this the last take. Um, uh, your 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 late late show breaking news. Pete Alonso out three to four weeks. That's a tough blow. That's a tough uh, blow to uh, Peter. Peter Alonso is out. Three, I'm glad. I'm glad. Hours. I'm glad that we. I'm glad that we finally. Uh, uh, I, I'm glad that we finally have an answer for that because it's been eating me alive to see what like his injury was because he did get hit by that pitch and then ah. hopefully we'll find out more news from Rob later on. Me? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> on who? About about about, about Pete Alonso being on the IL. Yeah. Oh, I'll I'll report whatever I I'll I'll report whatever I know. Yeah, I was gonna say, don't you know this is not just merely like just a you know a BS podcast. We do investigative journalism here. Exactly, exactly. And, uh, you know, yeah, even on time. Even if yeah, even if you're uh, citing butt crack sports from like you know social media or something. <laughs> yeah. Right. Hey, so so now now let's let's move on. Let's move on to. Uh, um, uh, all star, our all star ballots. Yeah, um, let me pull that up. Let me hang on. Give me one second. Well, while you're pulling that up, Jordan. Um, so what we're gonna kind of discuss, you know, it's hard to believe. Like we, like we open up the show today, you know, saying that we flipped over to June. It's hard to believe, but you know, hey, the All Star Game's right around the corner, and as we know, um, with the MLB and their format change and the All Star voting. Um, here in recent years, they kind of, it's, it's obviously heavily fan voted on, um, uh, where they actually kind of do it in rounds where, you know, we're kind of, if you get the number of votes, you advance into the second round and then so on. And, you know, until they establish their starting roster. So we've just entered that first round phase. And I know, you know, I know we've been discussing privately about our ballots and, and, and talking, but, but yeah, I thought this might be kind of a fun period because I think there could be a lot of change between this first ballot and you know even if some of the guys we picked whether they even make it onto the final ballot that you know I think that'll be an area of discussion but I thought that this would be a fun topic so Jordan what do you what, what do so you so uh, I'll start off with my ballot um, keep in mind I accidentally skipped over the shortstop I only did I'm only doing one ballot per wave so it doesn't confuse me yeah. um, and so um but no, I did forget to do a shortstop. I accidentally skipped over it. Sorry. Well, um, hey, no, Jordan, that means you're going to have to plug one in on the spot. Oh, shoot. You can't, you can't leave shortstop off the ballot. I mean, come on now. I can't. Okay. All right. So, <laughs> so uh, all right. I'm, I'm thinking. All right. So, first base, I have Yandy Diaz and Freddie Freeman. Freddie Freeman, the best hitter in baseball. No question about it. 
the man, well, him and Luis Arias. No, those are both. Those are two of the best hitters in baseball. Uh, and Yandy Diaz is playing. Who was the second? The I'm sorry, you. Luis Arias. Yeah, Luis Arias is a better hitter than both of them. Okay, yeah, yeah. Well, I said I said that they're the best. Freddie Freeman okay. and I... Luis Arias are the best hitters in baseball. That's what I said. Yeah, you you broke up on the second one. I'm trying to oh. <laughs> multi-screen. So. Oh, okay. And then Yandy Diaz. Yandy Diaz, uh, I don't think he's a surprise because he was productive last season, but he's playing better than he did last season. Um, not Again, he's not a surprise. We knew that he was good. Have you seen this man's arms? Yeah. This man's freaking huge. Um, second base, American League, pretty much – the easiest one I could think of for second base, Marcus Simeon. Don't have to talk about that one. Uh, and then second base for National League. I at the time, at the time when I did the vote, Nolan Gorman was the best second baseman in the National League at the time. Like performing wise, he was playing at a very high and elite level. I would probably lean a little bit towards Ozzy Albies right now, um, but that one. Locked down for sure. Uh, well, not locked down. That one's probably going to be subject to change. Third base. So this was our biggest discussion at the beginning of the season mm-hmm. is how stacked third base is. Yeah. This year, third base kind of sucks. Um, because the guys that are typically the highest performers aren't playing at a high level that they're used to, that we're used to. Jose Ramirez is good. He's playing at a still at a high level, but he's played a lot better than what he's playing now. Um, but I have him voted as my third baseman. And then the National League third baseman. This is not a homer pick by any means. But if you look based off of like number wise, if you look based off of overall performance, it's really only between two third basemen in the National League and it's Spencer Steer and Nolan Arenado. And... I just went with Arenado on that point. Machado's playing horribly. Yeah. Austin Riley's playing worse than Arenado. Spencer Steer is the only one that's playing at a higher level or or very similar to Arenado. And like it's it's that one. A National League is tough. That's all I'm gonna say. I I may change that one in the second wave. I don't know yet. I'm not staying gun ho on that. JD Davis is playing well. I just I don't know. Yeah. And then shortstop, Bo Bichette, uh, come back to me. Um, and then outfield, I'm going to go through these in American League. Dolores Garcia, uh, Aaron Judge, and Cedric Mullins. It's hilarious that two of those guys are on IL now. Um, and then Ronald Acuna, Mookie Betts, and then Juan Soto uh, for National League. Catcher, Adley Rutschman, Sean Murphy. And then DH, obviously, Shohei Otani. And then I just threw in Bryce Harper. <laughs> okay. All right. Um, I discovered I didn't have to explain every single pick. And I yeah. went a little long on accident. I apologize. No, yeah. I think I think what, what Rob, you know, what we can do, Rob and you, you, you and I can go over our picks and uh, – we will uh we can we can absolutely rely on the comment section to critique our pick or come up with you know we'll we'll rely on the comments 
section to kind of see where our next topic goes with our all-star ballots. So, Rob, why don't you go ahead and give me give me your rundown of your first round of the all-star ballot? Do All right. Well, why don't we I do this? Well, up, right? No, I got it pulled up on my screen. Okay. All right. Uh, Adam, do you got yours up? Yep. All right. Well, why don't we do this? I'll just go. I'll bounce mine off you. You bounce yours off me. And we'll go position by position. Oh, so okay. first yeah, base. That's what, we, uh, that's what we should have done in the first place. Yeah. I apologize. <laughs> <laughs> uh, first base American League, I went with Yandy Diaz for all the same reasons St. Jordan did. I mean, a 968 OPS, 12 home runs, 315 average. Obviously, why in the hell not? Um, National League, I went with Freddie Freeman, 336 average, a 986 OPS. Um, and I do think Luis Arise is on a level of his own right now when it comes to hitting, but I think Freddie Freeman's right behind him. So. Yeah, no, I mean, and that's the that's the thing about it. Uh, so, so you had Yandy Diaz and and Freeman. Frederick. Yeah, Frederick. We both okay. did. So so I'm looking at my uh, I'm looking at my first uh first draft here. I've got Yandy Diaz and Freddie Freeman as well. Uh so won't spend too much time on it, but it's like, you know, one of those you know, we're kind of the stat stat junkies, but but I looked at like Yandy Diaz, um, and I'm like, man, you know, we're we're this far into it and we got he's at it like a two point four war and uh i'm like man that's that's really good surely that's got to be up there with the best and then you know freddie freeman 2.8 war you know through only you know i mean we're only talking like 63 games here and he's at you know a 2.8 war on the season um so yep i'm with you there on first base so second base <laughs> you got second base I've got, um, you know, probably again for for debate purposes, not anything um, too crazy. But I've uh, I got Marcus Simeon in the American League, and I've got Luis Arias in the National League. Luis Luis Arias, I'll be very curious to see where he ends up because I mean, uh, yeah. he's got just the type of swing. Obviously, not a lot of power, but he's just got the type of swing and really no holes in his swing there's i mean i honestly i have no idea how you pitch to him because i mean he goes he'll hit it where where it's pitched i mean i'll be curious to, i you know yeah i i don't think he's going to hit 400 but i mean he's it's you just don't see it very often where a team trades away the you know reigning hitting title champion and i was just so happy to see him go out of the central but yeah, those are my two. Rob, what do you have? Uh, I went with the same. Mark Simeon, Luis Rice, uh, 947 OPS or uh, for Luis Rice. Anybody that's not if – you, if you submit an all-star ballot and you do not have Luis Rice on your all-star ballot, you're a cuck and you probably – So you're calling me a cuck. All right. Fair enough. Yeah, you well, didn't have I, well, You don't. No, no, no. So, so this is a thing. This is a thing. Um, I totally forgot he existed for a second base. I thought he was a first baseman, and so I didn't select him for first base because I picked oh. Freddie Freeman. Uh, I yeah. forgot he can play. I forgot he can play second. Well, but but who'd okay. you pick for second, Jordan? I picked I picked the hottest hitter at the time. Which I regret voting oh. for him, Nolan yeah. Gorman. But okay, 
Okay. At the time, he was. At the time, he he was raking. Yeah, I was gonna say in your defense. But see, like this is the time when you put those in, though. You put those like. Like that's when I put. That's why I put a lot of my votes in too. So yeah, yeah, yeah. I was gonna say these first two positions, maybe not a whole lot of parity between our picks, but but I tried to no. draw a couple. There's but 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 like but like but like I totally thought that Luisa Rice was a first baseman. Hey man, that's okay. Who was it that I thought was a the a pitcher who ended up being a third baseman? Uh, Motter. Um, oh, Taylor Motter. Moiter. Was that uh, it? That guy's yeah, ass. I thought he was a pitcher. Yeah. All right. Um, third base. Uh, third base. I kind of went a little off the books here. Uh, I went with Josh Young. I, I like Jordan said. You know, he kind of went with who was hot. I didn't necessarily go who with who was hot. I know the first two rounds of the the All Star ballot voting um, is really kind of voter dependent, and I kind of wanted to represent those underdogs. So let's do this. We're under the dog. I went with Josh Young because he's got an 860 OPS. He's leading the Na- the American League first baseman or third baseman in OPS um, at the time that I cast my ballot, my first ballot. So, um, and then my National League again, I went with JD Davis for the same same reason, an 863 OPS with a 291 average. Um, I you know, and San Francisco's doesn't really have a whole lot of ex- you know a whole lot out there that, to, you know, to boast about when it comes to an all-star balance. So let's go JD Davis. What do you got? Yeah, man. Um, I love it. Uh, I love the, uh, the picks here because I think at least for, well, maybe for all of our third base picks, but in both leagues, I think they may be different, but um, I've got, I'll start um, in the national league. I've got Austin Riley um, at third base, man. I just really, and, and, you know, like you guys said, it's, just, it's a lot of it's the first round. I mean, you know, so, so a lot of it is maybe just kind of maybe try to get those guys into the next round and then maybe you get a little bit tougher choice when the, when the field, but it's like, you know, some of the big names you're like, well, I'm not going to give them a vote. They, they're going to have so many damn votes as it is, you know, but I got Austin Riley. He's, you know, he's sitting at about a 281 batting average this year. Um, you know, he's got 11, 11 bombs, uh, 32 RBIs, 39 runs, but um, an 817 OPS, he's got a 118 OPS plus, so he's about 18% above league average there. I just, more than anything, I, I just think he's, because he's hitting well as far as his numbers go, he's hitting well below his career averages um, and what's been, um, you know, a relatively short career he broke on the scene in 2019 but i think he's also you know he's got enough of a track record uh he's pretty durable um i that, that's that's my pick hey american league man hey i got jose ramirez in there at third base this man's really turning it around um he uh real quick he's uh last night he hit three home runs uh to uh now he's got 200 career home runs and he got 700 career RBIs on that second home run of the night. So it was actually kind of hey, cool. Hold on. Hold on. Hold on. Uh, breaking news, Pete Alonzo to the 15 day IL. Um, 15 out three day, to five 15 weeks. 15 day IL. Three to four. 15 day IL. Three to three to five weeks. Maybe, um, maybe Who longer. Owns, if Who owns him? If Ethan. I get to speak to him first. Oh, Ethan. Ah, dang. 
The hits, the hits. Pete Alonso, Pete Alonso's on the IL. He's on the IL. Yeah. yeah. He did told you guys know? again, and he did. He threw that pitch again. Yeah. No, no, I did not know. I did. I did not know. I did not know that he got hurt. Yeah. No, he didn't get hurt. He he didn't get hurt. He's on the IL. Yeah. Oh, okay, okay. Yeah. Um, yeah. So anyway, thank you, thank you for breaking that pressing news. I appreciate it. Uh, yeah. Hey. So so so. Anyways, I um, I'll go real quick because I guess we've already been going forty nine minutes. Um, my shortstop, I got Corey Seager in there. I know he hasn't played much, but I think the numbers are there, you know, given the sample size that he has and, and he's played long enough. I, I think he's definitely all-star worthy um, playing on an exciting team. Hey, but you know what I got in the National League? Because, man, I'll tell you what, the National League, for whatever reason, National League shortstops, it's like very thin, especially when you got like a Trey Turner who's having such a, a down year. Yeah, abysmal year. And I looked at this position in particular on my all-star ballot where it's like, okay, every team has to get somebody in. And it's sad to think of it this way because this guy's a Pittsburgh Pirate. And I'm like, well, I got to find somewhere to get a Pittsburgh Pirate position player in there. Hey, Brian? Rodolfo Castro. Oh, no. That's the third base. Oh, sorry. <laughs> yeah, I'm going – he's – he's yeah, Rodolfo Castro. He's kind of, kind of uh, versatile. He's got a few – positions he plays but uh that, that's where i'm going he's got a 118 ops plus uh you know not anything too impressive but man that that position's a little thin over there on the national league no it is it is and i mean i want to assure the audience when i say this it's not it's not like adam when i when i reveal my pick it's not like adam being a complete homer pick with adam's third base pick my shortstop pick just happens to be Matt McClain, but it's not because I'm a Reds fan. It's because he's got a 947 OPS and a 357 average on the season. He's only been up for a month. This buddy dude is raking, dude is tearing it apart. He's fun to watch, and I'm a huge fan. But that's dude. a completely unbiased pick. That is 100% unbiased. Um, and then for the American League, I went with Bo Bichette, 880 OPS. Dude, is he is quickly evolving into one of the smoothest hitters I see in the game. And he is just so – like, you know how when you, like, go through something and you're, like, trying to describe how it how it looks to you and you don't know how – like, the words? So this sounds weird. But to me, Bo Bichette is, like, creamy when he swings. Everything is so smooth and fluid mm -hmm. and just – it just glides. Yeah. It's like butter. It's so like perfect, and I just love to. Yeah, and I love to watch him hit. And then even better, he he gets steal bags. I love the buddy. I love him. Uh, Boba Shen is he better than his dad. One of my favorite players. Is yes. he better, better than, than Dante? Yeah, for sure. Yes. No. Okay. I'm pretty sure Dante was in that 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 juice head area. area oh, and like, for sure he was. Well, he played deep in Colorado, into though. it. Yeah. Look how little his son is. Look how short his son is. He it's well, because was Dante he had big. Steroids. Granted, I, I was I was I was like I'm the same age as Bo, so I mean I have no idea. Dante, how big was Dante? He was a big boy. Uh, so he roided up. Oh, for sure. Like everybody. Like everybody. <laughs> oh, not like everybody. Cool. <laughs> roided up. Well, I'm talking before that. When did Dante? We're play? talking like our hated. 
Mid-90s? When did Dante play? I thought he played. Really? I thought he played in the early 2000s. I thought Dante it was like a 94. He played from he played from 1988 to 2001. Oh, yeah. okay. Well, I'm yeah. stupid. <laughs> All right, uh, but moving on, uh, my outfield. Uh, this one was kind of easy. I kind of went contrarian with a lot over with my first two picks. Jordan Alvarez for the American League. I went Jordan Alvarez. Jordan Alvarez, Merrick, or Aaron Judge, Arson Judge, if you want to go Arson, to the San Francisco version. Arson Judge. Yeah. Uh, yeah, obvious reasons there, 977 OPS and then a, a 1078 OPS. They're both fantastic. They're boppers. And then Josh Lowe. I liked his 295 average, his hey, 11 home runs, and then his 886 dude. OPS. He's kind of under the radar, and he's solid. Not under, a ra- under the radar enough to where he's, like, fantasy relevant as a sleeper, but he is – just he was he solid, was at one point solid player. He was only, a sleeper only, at one point, like last year, maybe a year him. and a half. Only twelve percent yeah. had him this year. Then I picked him up for four dollars and I traded him. Kind of regret it. Oh, I mean, he was he was regularly <laughs> rostered last year. I, I don't know. And then I watched uh, I watched the the Rangers game the other night, and they were talking about Josh and Nathaniel Lowe because they're brothers, and they were they had his their dad his dad on, and I don't know. I just kind of felt I kind of felt for him at that point, like they. Got a really good, strong family. I love that idea. So, Josh, though, a National League team. I went with uh, Ronald Acuna Jr. Obviously, he's an all-star. He's an all-star in everybody's ballot. And then I went with Juan Soto, 906. Yeah, 906 OPS, 10 home runs. And, I mean, that team looks like a white dog turd. I mean, just god-awful. Um, and he is he's, – he's still kind of putting up numbers the way he should be. Um, and then my non-contrarian pick, I went with Randall Grichik, uh simply because he was leading on the league in OPS. He's since went on the IL, I believe, and I think he's going to miss a bit of time. So my next, yeah, so my next ballot won't have him on there. Where do you go, Adam? Yeah, man. Hey, dude, I I did not know that uh, Nathaniel Lowe and Josh Lowe were brothers. I did not know that. Yeah. Do you think? Yeah. Do you think there's a Cooper Low kind of like a Cooper Manning that just kind of just yeah, the, like the one that got an incurable disease and is unable to play baseball? Yeah, <laughs> but probably just had the like older a, brother. They don't let him. They don't let him come out of his room. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. They give him a hundred um, bucks a month for Fortnite. You get yeah, just stay over there. I mean, I feel so bad for Cooper Manning. Still, you he know, was, he, wasn't he the wasn't he the best uh, out of the brothers? They, that's what they said. But, yeah. That's what they said. But but you know, it's like for him personally, he's like, okay, finally, they both they both are retired, and then it's like, oh, just a, a few years later, now he's got to listen to the Manning the Manning cast yeah. on every Monday night game. And well, dude, you know, yeah, one of the one of the cool things, like he what he should have done, you know, these like uh, the Caesar sportsbook ads that they're doing. Yeah, yeah, those commercials. Like he should have like. Yeah, he should have approached him and like, yeah, like the family will do it. And then he should have said, like, I'll, I'll do it, but I'm paying you pay me more than all these other little fuckers. I'm gonna make sure I'm the one coming out on top on least one deal. He'll be like, uh, our, or what's, what's hey the- Caleb? We'll get to that. We'll get to that question at the end. Yeah. I'll yes, yes, you will. All right, let me go real quick through my outfield. Um, just, just to go, go with it. Um, National League, I got Ronald Cunha Jr. I got uh, Corbin Carroll and I got Nick Castellanos just for, you know, contrarian type uh, reasons. 
Um, but I mean, they're all good players, you know. I mean, in the American League, I got Randy Rosarina, I got Adolis Garcia, and I put in for my third outfield pick, I put in Masataka Yoshida. Hey, yo, good rep. That's a good rep. He is. He's Dude, he's balling out right now. I mean, Yoshi. I've been very impressed Yoshi. by him. I've been very impressed by him at the plate, especially as one of those kind of, you know, I mean, you know, it's just up in the air how some of these Japanese players come over. But, man, he's got great plate well, coverage, very good plate coverage. He's got a little pop, too. Um, and I may be well, wrong, but he, I think he got reps at first base the other night, too. So. Oh, did he really? Yeah, so I mean that could be that could be good for your leagues later on in the in the future. So yeah, for sure. Um but yeah, so catcher. and then yeah, catcher. I got Jonah Heim in the American League, I got Will Smith in the uh, National League. Um you you kind of mentioned Jonah Heim. I mean, dude, I think he's been a benefactor of the lineup and the production that's hit in front of him, but I mean defensively anybody, too. Yeah, defensively, I mean and 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 he's He's, this is now his third season. I mean, he's been pretty solid, um, you know. But he's got, two, you know, he's got a 120 OPS plus, 800 OPS. I mean, doesn't have a ton of, you know. Well, I mean, actually, he's got. Four, here's what's crazy: he's got 46 RBIs this season at, at the catching position. I mean, who's that? Jonah Heim. Yeah, dude, he's he's been he's been solid. This whole season. RBIs. I think he, I think he gets, I think he gets more reps at the DH spot though. But that I mean, you know, with, you know, with, with these new rules, that could benefit everybody. My, yeah. my catchers, I went, uh, uh, I wanted to do Jonah Heim, and I should have done Jonah Heim, um, but for some reason, I, I, I went with Salvador Perez. Um, and you could never go wrong with Salvi. Uh, I mean, he is on he the level of. Of like traded? No, I don't think so. No, no the Roy, Kansas the Roy, the Roy. No, no, Kansas City. Uh, I read an article. They said that um, that they are expecting. Obviously, these are rumors and everything, but they're expecting a Chapman to be gone and Salvador Perez. Really, I, mean, I, I think that's they're probably just fishing. They're probably just fishing for calls because their farm system is so god awful at this moment. Aside from third base, they have nothing in their farm yeah. system. So they're they're probably just fishing for calls. They won't move Salvador Perez. He means too much to the community. He's he's the Yadier Molina of Kansas City. Like you don't you don't do that. I mean, and he uh, signed a big deal. Um, yeah. Salvador Perez, not even that long ago, honestly. Um, I think it was uh, last the before last season. I was gonna say I'm looking up his yeah, he signed through well he signed a four-year eighty-two million dollar deal um with a with a team option in twenty twenty-six. So he's got another the, three years. The the Kansas City Royals reportedly are open to trade Salvador Perez. Damn. Man. That's gotta that's gotta be efficient for farm system stuff. That's gotta be efficient for I mean which is crazy. How are, how is their farm system so bad when they've had so many high picks in the last basically since they've been to the World Series? Development. They can't develop players. Yeah. Poorly managed, poor development. I mean they're I think they're kind of addressing it now because they did they did poach um I think they poached a bullpen coach from Tampa Bay to come over as their pitching coach. So 
I think they're 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 taking care of things now. Hope hopefully. I don't know. Yeah. Um, Salvador Perez is my American League National League. I went with Will Smith eight or a nine eighteen OPS. It is what it Man, is. I know, right? Um, That's impressive. Yeah. He's. I mean, he's he's so good. There's yeah. National League catchers this year have been bad. Riamuto has just not been. He's he's not been Riamuto this year, and just haven't been good. No. Uh, moving on to DH, uh, American League. I went with Brooke Roker. Brooke Roker. Roker. Yeah. I had down. to get. I had to get him in there because one, he's a rookie. He has slowed down a lot. Um, but his his ISO number has not come down, so he's still hitting the ball hard. He's still hitting the ball deep. He's just got to try to find. Uh, he's got to adjust. Like. What I think is, is he's just got to adjust to the changing temperatures. Once that happens, the home runs are going to come back, and that 12 is going to jump up pretty quick. Uh, after that, uh, American International League, I went with Jorge Soler, 240 average, 843 OPS, and 17 bombs. The dude rakes against lefties. I, I built a trade for him solely because he had a two-week stretch where he was facing like five lefty pitchers, and he hit five home runs in that span. So I can't complain about it whatsoever. Five lefty pitchers, and he was going to Colorado for three game sets. So I, I couldn't complain. And yeah, you got him when we were playing against each other, you dick. Yeah, that was that was my strategy for the two weeks, and now I got to find something new to go with. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, you know that's that's fantasy baseball for you. What what works this week doesn't necessarily work next weekend. <laughs> <laughs> the shitty part about it and the challenging part about it. But um, yep. my DH is to, to put a bow on it. I've got uh, Shohei Otani in the American League. I mean, I don't care where you put him. I don't care if it's DH. I don't care if it's pitcher. I don't care if it's you make up a, just a Shohei spot on the roster. He, There you go, man. Kyle Schwarber. Rob, what do you think about that, huh? Walk off. Oh, wait, 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 wait. Marcus Fuck that. said, hey, guys, Dude, okay. before we get to the closing remarks, errors, and omissions, I have breaking news. Pete Alonzo's oh, wrist has failed him. It's caused him to sit out for four weeks. Damn. Polar bear. Four weeks. Oh, my gosh. Dude, you know what that means? I just realized this. He's not going to probably hit the home run derby. Oh, my gosh. I was really anticipating seeing – Seeing that little jackass dance while he hits the ball. First and foremost, first and foremost, I wanted to thank I want to thank Joe Marcus for you know bringing that to yeah. the Glorious Batters for us to break, being the first to bring that on board. Uh, thank you, Marcus. Appreciate it. Second, did we not see this coming? A dude with a keister like that should be backing boys down in the paint. <laughs> I'll tell you this one. Hey. There, but here's the thing: there is no way in hell he has any sort of coordination to play basketball. No, <laughs> like no, as white bread as it goes. He gets like he's what he what it is is he's got strong wrists. Like he's got really <laughs> strong wrists. So what he does is he just flicks that bat out there, and he's like, "I made contact," and the ball goes out <laughs> of the park. That's what it's just got strong wrists. Yeah, <laughs> he's got a home yeah, run. It's. Yeah. He's, hey, but you know who Marcus Schefter's back at it again. Breaking Marcus Schefter. I honestly, dude, I, yeah, Jamarcus Schefter. <laughs> like three cell phones. Uh, well, 
yeah, I, but no, but but Pete Alonzo, you know what? That is, I feel like that is the prototypical Buck Showalter kind of guy. <laughs> I mean, mm-hmm. That's yeah. the guy he loves to plug in there at number three or number yeah. four. But, but let's talk about Schwarber's walking off real quick. <laughs> we, we had breaking news. I had to what? stop what you were saying. No, it's fine. Yeah, yeah. Breaking news. You look at the Mets. You got the you got Pete Alonzo, and then you got and then you got Scherzer and Verlander, right? All three of those dudes, it's like scream, I stand for the Pledge of Allegiance and I got my rep. That's what they scream. Like, and that and then you look at Buck Showalter and you're like, that's the kind of guy that would lead those kind of people. <laughs> that's 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 what they want to become. <laughs> You're like that. So it all makes sense. He's hey. just kind of created this proud boys in New yeah. York City yeah. to play baseball. Dude, dude, Buck Showalter is a curmudgeon. And you know what else he does every time he gets a new player? He he, he shakes his hand. And and this is whether yeah. he's in the dugout or not, because he, he wears baseball pants actually everywhere he goes, which is crazy. Yeah. He, he reaches in his back pocket and he, he holds out in his hand for everyone he meets and and you get a choice between a root beer barrel or a Werther's original, like hard candy. <laughs> and that's what he gives you as like a memento of meeting his. And he's, old shaking. Boss like that. And he's shaking as they fall out. <laughs> <laughs> Just roll out of his hand. And then he's got sunflower it. seeds. He's got sunflower seeds stuck in his teeth. Yeah. <laughs> no, no, they're in his dentures. <laughs> Hey, and then yeah. he says, oh, oh, you don't like candy? Well, here. And then out of his little yeah. pocket here, he pulls out some dried prunes. <laughs> Get some dates. Yeah. A half dollar. <laughs> Uncle Buck's got you a half dollar. <laughs> Uncle Buck gave me a $2 oh, bill, Daddy. <laughs> Uncle uh, all right. We should probably move on. Yeah. Okay. All right. All right. Let's, let's all right, move on. Hard. Hold on, we're we're an hour and six minutes in, fellas. So I mean, you know, hey, we we probably. We, what do you guys want to do? Time. Okay. All right, all right, all right. We're gonna end, we're gonna end this with some last um last minute fantasy talk. Um, so discuss how uh, how you guys have been working with your team changes how you guys kept on uh the process or you guys struggled mostly rob and how have you fixed your struggles to be good i'm only saying mostly you because you've had a struggling season so far and you have woken up the beast a little bit uh what have you done to change your team for the better oh well first i'm not I'm not. Uh, I'm not offended at all, Ebrick. Um, but <laughs> uh, no, like to me, it was a it was a huge learning curve this year coming into the season. I didn't think the changes in baseball were going to affect things as dramatically as they did. Um, so having to adjust to a lot of it has definitely been uh, my main thing. I didn't look forward. I didn't look forward ahead in, or like far enough ahead to to kind of plan for it. So what I did um, after, what was I like a one in three start or one in four start five. What am I now? I don't even know. Uh, Well, I lost a lot of weeks in a lot of consecutive (laughs) rows. Um, 
And after I, I did that, I, I went through and I wanted a breakdown and I want to figure out um, why I was losing and why I couldn't pull off a, a win. Um, and what I came down to figure out was that starting pitching is a bastard this year. And it's not something that uh, you want to deal with. So when I broke it down to that extent, I realized everybody in the league was having the same issue, starting pitching being an issue, except for those very few teams who did load up on starting pitching as their first as their first um, um, their first draft their their first their, their go to draft strategy. So then I shifted to okay, well then I got to build something that is going to be more around the idea of um, a pitcher's a streaming pitcher friendly team, but that does it isn't dependent on pitching. So I tried to build on my lineup instead of my pitching staff because I have some good core pitchers. I got Louis Varlin, who's turned out to be a pretty solid pitcher. Obviously, Which I told got, you to bench last week. Uh on the fence Wait does up, not this mean week. I told bench. you I told you yeah, on the fence out. does not mean bench. I, 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 if you if I send I out if I send out a request if I sit there and I if I sit there and I say, "Sir, I am visiting your awesome steak restaurant. How is your salmon?" and you go, "Well, I'm on the fence about it. I'm gonna be like, mm, I'm not ordering that shit." I should probably. Then him. why did then why did you start yeah. him when I said I'm on the fence? He's right, Adam. He's, He's right. right. <laughs> Wishy washy. He said personally, I'd be on the fence. That's the most. That's the most. Well, uh, well, I said, I said, I was on the fence because he's playing against the Tampa Bay Rays. Yeah, I, I don't know if I would mm -hmm. want to start him against the Rays. And, yeah. you know and then you said, then you said, yeah. F it. I'm just going to start him. And I was like, you do you. I did. And guess what? I did. Negative ten. It backfired. He got me. He got me. He got me some negative points, which was fine. Um, today, I mean, this week I'm playing the Great Dumper, so I, I you know, I get. I, I'm, I'm, I'm ahead. I mean, I don't think that's normal, but you know what I'm saying? Yeah, no. I was I trying mean, to work in one of his, his shitting stories, but it didn't work. <laughs> it wasn't, it wasn't working. Um, so, but yeah, this week I'm ahead. Uh, what I did was I looked at my lineup and I said, what am I going to do with what I have in order to make this lineup work for me week to week? And I decided to go down the route of looking at, um, weekly matchups and see i hate doing this because it's giving away how i'm going to approach my entire trade strategy this coming season but i guess that's also the risk we kind of have so that's the downside that's the downside of what i did is i went and i looked at my I, I right so i broke it down to weekly matchups and i am building my team off of the waiver wire based on weekly matchups and through trades based on weekly matchups. So my Jorge Soler pickup was solely based on the idea that he was going to Coors. And then he had two pitchers that he was going to face there that were lefties, plus another three that were lefties on the rest of the, the, his away, his road trip. And he was crushing lefties at the time. So I made it a point to get Jorge Soler with whatever it took. It didn't take much, thankfully. And, he is legitimately the reason that it, my team's turned around right now. So, dude, and wow. then I'm I'm moving on based on that. So, yeah, dude, that's like, um, have you like, man, it's just like such a bold strategy where you know you you made the trade for Solaire, 
he hit you like those three bombs, like three games in a row. And I, and I remember like the last episode, you're like, no, I need more out of him. I traded for him. And then, and then you even mentioned on the last podcast, you're like, no, because you know, I'm going to move on from him and then trade him after you just traded for him. That's like such a bold strategy to take. Have you done that in years past where you've like made those trades and then immediately are trying to like take advantage of those key matchups that you researched and then move them? Is this new? No, uh, yeah, this is new for me. It, it's definitely new for me. <laughs> yeah. Um, and then on, okay. On the outside life, I build uh, like my main source of income as a person is, is my medical re retirement from the army. Outside of that, I try to, you know, provide supplemental money for my, my family through sports betting, but I've taken off sports betting the last three weeks just to be able to focus on this, this approach and the strategy. Um, so I'm hoping a few key players aren't watching. <laughs> a few key members of our league aren't watching right now. <laughs> so I can get maybe a discount on some players that I really want. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Jim makes a good point. He, uh, for, for audio only listeners, he said, if you have stable pitchers that you sit for certain matchups, that's not a stable pitcher. He's a streamer, a good streamer, but still a streamer. <laughs> that's actually a good point. But you know what? I, I, league, I disagree. I disagree. Oh, I disagree because if, if I'll come to you in a second, Jordan, I will disagree with this wholeheartedly because at this point right now, if you have Justin Verlander on your roster and he's going to play Tampa Bay, are you going to start Justin Verlander? Yeah, I'm not, I might bench him. I'm starting all my pitchers all the time. Would you? You'll start Verlander. I got. Well, I have Verlander. The starting pitcher I got. If they're starting that day, I'm starting them. Unless, unless it's like, unless it's like no. come Sunday and I bench him last minute and cause a league uproar. So, uh, right. <laughs> so, so here's the thing. Here's the thing. Here's the thing. Um, a couple years back, I had Clayton Kershaw. He was one of the top pitchers, like he always is, uh, in the league, and he was facing off against the Giants. The Giants were one of the best teams in baseball that season. And he was supporting like a like a like a like a low two ERA. Kershaw was kicking butt this season, uh, that season. And I know it was a Sunday, and I elected to bench Kershaw, and it was a close matchup. I ended up winning that matchup because Kershaw gave me negative ten on the bench. I remember that because I felt like the greatest manager ever for making yeah. that decision. Yeah. No, so, those, yeah, see, that's, not that's my point too. Always it's like, that reason, though. No, and like, and for this one, like this particular instance with with Varlin, it was I benched him on a Monday or a Tuesday. I did. I benched him on a Monday or Tuesday. So yeah, most people would look at that as a streamer. But if you're looking at the strategy that I am approaching this from, that's a solid starting pitcher to me. A solid starting pitcher is going to get you negative points. Justin Verlander, Verlander, for instance. Did he not just give you negative, negative points like two days ago, three days uh, ago? He gave me he gave me negative uh, six yesterday against the Braves. But is but is Justin Verlander a streaming pitcher? No, absolutely not. And Justin Ver and and based off of Justin Verlander's previous outings this year, looking at a matchup with probably the best hitting team in the National League being the Braves, they would have been wise decision to sit there and probably second second guess starting him, right? Yeah, yeah, no, no, 100%. I mean, it would have I, turned out 
and yeah. it would have turned out to be a, a wise decision. So saying that it's just because you have to second guess starting them is makes them a streaming pitcher is completely false and inaccurate because that would make DeGrom and Kershaw and Verlander and anybody that has to play the Braves or the Rays a streamable pitcher. And that's yeah. just that's that's not a solid argument. And Louis Varland, that is the first negative game he has gotten since he's been in the Major League Baseball. Well, yeah, dude. And, and that's he's the been thing. nuts. Yeah, dude. And that's the thing about that Louis Varland conversation that we had where Jordan was on the fence. I'm like, oh, dude, no. Hey, here's the thing about Louis Varland. I'm like, he doesn't walk anybody. And I always give the guys that limit the free passes. I give them a long leash. Definitely start him. And what does Louis Varland do? He had eight walks on the season coming into this start that he that we're talking about. He had four walks in that start. And I'm like, right. no big right. man. Because why? Right. Because baseball. That's why. Baseball. And it's beautiful. That's the thing about baseball. Adam, what has been your uh, your strategy amongst the, the middle portion of the first half of the season? Um, well, dude, honestly, I mean – my strategy up until like really kind of starting here in the last couple of weeks was let, let me get my team healthy. Let me figure out where I'm at. Um, Your pitchers. <laughs> yeah. I mean, and, and that kind of was like, okay, someone goes down, I replace them. Then that person goes down. Then I replace, you know, so it's kind of like a revolving door, but I, you know, I'm, I'm for the most part, I think actually the only guy I got on my IL knock on wood is Brandon Woodruff, which, you know, he's been there all year. So he's just kind of, uh he's kind of glued to that spot but um but no i mean my strategy has been different i mean it's i don't like it what's cool about our league jordan and i think you can attest to this and and jim and you and and some of the other guys in the league they do a good job of keeping us all engaged but it, what, what's been different for me is you know i've i've i guess as we sit here right now i'm six and six and three um good for first in our division but like i don't have any outs i mean i'm not scoring a ton i think i am benefiting from not being scored on a lot which is which is nice but you know i don't have any pitchers in those categories that are leading or any players that are leading any of those categories i think i'm like eighth in scoring in the you know so kind of towards the middle of the pack but so it's just been a lot of um you know a little bit of luck which is what fantasy is all about but um so so my strategy has kind of been week to week i i try to get your i'm trying to get my pitching figured out a little bit i i do think as as i look on the waiver wire every night and for these different streamers and whatnot there's just nothing there man it's terrible i i'm i'm really trying to look for prospects getting called up because what what's out there right now i just even with what i have on my roster i have a hard time giving up what i have to go get one of those guys because and so many of them, when I go into our league, I'm like, how the hell is Julio Tehran, you know, or some of these other guys, I'm like, how the hell are they being taken in this league, you know? Um, uh, but, but yeah, I mean, the, the one thing I did, I did have to ask you guys because um, I wanted to get your guys' take on it. There was a comment. Uh, how would you feel about this? I add solid streamers with the intention of benching them so the rest of the league doesn't have access. Didn't Jim do that to Pico this season? 
I don't remember, but that is such an assassin move, in my opinion. Now, I, what I will say uh, for Dylan, who commented, like our our waiver wire probably works different than your league, where ours is kind of like an auction waiver wire, where you put in your bid, and we all have we have a set amount of free agent dollars that we get for the whole year. Um, so that makes our waiver wires a little bit different as far as just adding streamers to put them on your bench. But in certain cases, I could see where maybe that value would still be worth it. Um, but, um, but yeah, what did you guys think about that strategy? <laughs> I, I, I find that as a dick strategy, but I love it. I love it. I, I mean, I love it because it's, it is that, that, uh, you know, you're kind of that, that dog in you. Yeah. Any league that runs a fab system, it's not, it, it won't, it's, it, it, it can't work. Well, it just, it just to, seems odd to me. Like, if you're putting in a, if you're putting in a pick, if you're putting in a, this is where I don't understand. If you're putting in a pick so that someone else in the league doesn't get him to stream, and it's a streaming pick, you would think you're putting in that pick because the person you're playing wants him. But then, if you're going to turn around and sit him on the bench, like where that, like if you, that must mean you think he's going to do bad. Well, then why wouldn't you just let him? put him in his team and get the negative, but you know, it's just like, what's the strategy behind that? I guess, I guess if, I guess there's two ways to look at this. First, you're approaching it from like, you're a team that might be out of the playoffs or done with it. And you just don't want a particular team to win. Or if your team allows for the, you know, non-playoff teams to add drop waivers during playoffs, that could be something like that. You could, Add a couple pitchers. You're out of the. You're out of the playoffs. You're done. But you can add a couple pitchers so that I don't know. Jim doesn't win the league. You know, so you know yeah. it could be something like that, or like in a fantasy football style environment. If you have a league that is low scoring or is you know like doesn't have a lot of scoring categories, maybe it's possible because like in fantasy football. I could see like, oh, if, you know, Trey Lance got hurt. So picking up Brock Purdy, stashing him on your bench so that this guy can't pick him up when, you know, Trey Lance get hurt, gets inevitably gets hurts, Uh, you know, and that that could be one style of strategy for fantasy baseball, though. I don't see that that could work unless you're in like a keeper, a keeper league or like a dynasty style, like a deep format where you have people that you're carrying over from year to year. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. No, I get it. Now I, I didn't, I see Jane and Shim, Jane, Jane, yeah. Jim and Shane's comments. Jeez. That was a tongue twister. Um, yeah. I, I kind of get it now. Like, I guess I was looking at it like, okay, yeah. the night before you're, you're putting that bit in. I didn't think of it as days ahead of time, but yeah, that, that makes perfect sense. So, so uh, I'll be I'll be quick with mine because I want to get with Caleb's question before we uh, log off for the night. Yes. Yeah. Uh, so my strategy has been uh, for the last two seasons, and I've discovered that last season was successful. So I'm doing similar things. I'm really stacking up on my starting pitching, um, but then also I'm flipping some starting pitching and turning that into good uh, offensive bats. Um, And so like, for example, 
if anybody uh, is curious, Dylan Cease is available if anybody wants to in our league that wants to jump on him. I'm looking at you, Adam, because you have a hard time with pitchers. Uh, but uh, but no, I've been flipping pitchers this season, and it actually hasn't been bad. My record isn't great. I have a winning record. I'm 5-4. and four. I'm behind Adam currently. Um, but I'm also playing against a very tough uh, Brandon 2 team this week. So uh, yeah. we'll see. I got lucky. Somebody cut Brian De La Cruz for some odd reason. And that was see, season might just be over. Who's that? Is that? I think that's Ethan. Is that Ethan? Ethan? God, Ethan, come on, man. Yeah. Hey, hey, but the second best De La Cruz in the league now. Oh, yeah. oh, oh, we'll get we'll get to that. I don't we'll know about that, man. Well, well, he he can't get it. Never mind. Uh all right, but yeah, that's my strategy. Yes, Stock, but also relief pitching. My relief pitching has been, I think I lead the league in holds this season because Eric Swanson is a freaking dog. Yeah, okay. He is, but you forced the hell out of it when you said he's a top two relief pitcher in the league. Bro. Who's that? Bro. Eric Swanson. Who? No, he's not top two. Eric Swanson is a dog. He's not if you, Felix Bautista. He, he hasn't given up a single run in one, two, three, four, five, six straight games. Probably more you. than that. I just can't look, see it on on Look fantasy. at Jan. Can you look Pierre, it up for me, Adam, please? I can know. Huh? What is that? Yanni or Cano with Baltimore. Look at Yanni oh, or Cano yeah. with Baltimore. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm but looking. He, yeah, no, 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 no. He's is he star. even the best reliever on his team? Uh, him and Jordan Romano, they're like a one-two punch. He does yeah. the saves. Uh, Eric Swanson does the holds. Yeah. So it's basically Devin Williams and Josh Hader. Back from a couple years ago. Yeah. Yeah. People that grew up in the 90s would call that the nasty boys. <laughs> yeah. Reds fans? No. Um no, sorry. They talk who are you talking about? I thought honestly, I thought that was a uh like a WWE wrestling uh that's tech. who I thought too. I was like, no. okay, so we're talking WWE now. No, the Reds bullpen 1990 was they were called the Nasty Boys. It was like Rob Dibble, um, Rios, and that guy threw Sabo. gas. But all right, so so, so I'm I'm gonna move on to Caleb's question. I saw him ask this a couple times. I feel bad for not answering it, but we're gonna end it off with this question uh, for the night. Big question is who wins Rookie of the Year? My my. Uh, National League, I think I can speak for the three of us. Corbin Carroll, agreed. Um, oh, hold on, I'm trying to. I'm trying it, to... it can't. It can't be De La Cruz. He hasn't played. He he doesn't qualify as a rookie this season. His rookie season's next season. No, well, yeah, I mean. <laughs> I'm just so, I'm, yeah, I'm not arguing from Zayla Cruz. Yeah, I mean Corbin Carroll seems to be the obvious one. Um, I was just trying to figure out is there any like pitchers that we're missing that but I don't think I don't think we're missing anybody, man. Uh Senga from uh, uh yeah, he, yeah. He's pitching very well. Yeah, but it just takes so much as a pitcher to get 
any of these other awards where they they factor in position players, you know, whether that's the MVP or rookies of the year. I mean, but yeah, I think Corbin Carroll's definitely living up to the hype um, on an exciting team. I think that helps him with rookie of the year voting. As long as they're playing well, I think that helps him even further. Um, Yeah, no, for sure. Rookie of the year, NL, Corbin Carroll. Uh, no, why, you, I, I saw you shaking your head. Talk, talk to us. I think there are two very slept on National League rookies of the year that people aren't looking at. And I want to look at the Cincinnati Reds. And I don't want to look at Ellie De La Cruz. Uh, Ellie De La Cruz is a talent amongst itself. Wait. And that is one that will never be, that won't be toppled for quite some time. What do you want to have to Can't- say? Go say it. Can can he qualify for rookie of the year? Because I just checked yes. his odds. I thought he doesn't. I thought he was. No. I thought it's a little he, too late. No, he qualifies. Oh, when's the come? Um, I think it's uh, the All Star break, isn't it? Um, but okay. I'm not talking to Ellie De La Cruz. My apologies. My apologies. I'm not talking Ellie De La Cruz. Uh, I think Ellie De La Cruz is going to be a fine talent in the MLB, and he'll probably be one of the league's best um, in the near future. If in the near future, for sure, if not in the, you know, distant future to come, I want to talk about two young men. One that was called up a month ago. His name is Matt McClain shortstop Cincinnati Reds. Um, He's gotten reps at first base. He's gotten reps at uh, left field, I believe. Um, He's got a 404 Woba at the moment, 531 slugging. He's got a 354 batting average and a 404 OBP. This guy does not miss. So yeah. I actually did place a 2.5 unit bet, which is a $250 bet on Matty McClain to win rookie of the year. Damn, dude. Um, yeah, I, I really do think I have no idea. I don't even pay attention to that. I don't want to know because I don't want to know what I could have won. I want to know what I win. Um, <laughs> Yeah. Uh, and then I also want to turn my attention to one Spencer Steer. He has been genuinely slept on in the fantasy community and in just the general baseball community as it is. 286 average, 365 OBP, 482 slugging, 367 Woba. He's got 218. Uh, let me see. Where's he at? Where's he at? Yeah, 218 ISO or 196 ISO. So this guy is hitting. It, it, Triples, doubles, bombs, it doesn't matter. He is he is able to do it all. I, I, eight bombs on the season. I, he plays first. He plays third. He's going to start getting reps in the outfield. So fantasy-wise, this dude's going to be a must. He's going to be a must roster. Um, and I do think that he can win National League MVP, or Rookie of the Year. And I think specifically because this isn't a blip on the radar. Ellie De La Cruz has been a blip on the radar. If you look at Nolan Jones, his last few days, that's kind of been a blip on the radar. He's had hot streaks. Spencer Steer has built his numbers because he's done it from day one. Like his numbers are that way because it's a consistent on bait. He's consistently hitting the ball. So yeah, dude, yeah, I just, dude, I will say, and this is something I wanted to bring up in, in earlier, dude, what, the, the Reds offense has done has been impressive. I mean, when you look at like yeah. baseball card yeah. stats, dude, what worries me about them is what actually, this is what worries me about Texas, the Rangers in particular. Um, when you look at the, the prolific offensive numbers they put on it and, and 
we mentioned earlier in the podcast is how sustainable is this Rangers run going to be so far in these first few months of the season. What, what, what sticks out is they are number one in the league right now in batting averages, batting average balls in play They're right now they're as a team, they're mm-hmm. number one in the MLB 329 Texas is. And I just don't, that that's just not sustainable. But hey, Cincinnati, dude! Cincinnati's number two in in all of MLB in batting average ball and play at three twenty four. I feel like a home run friendly ballpark also has to accompany uh, a high babbit because if you're getting on base, you're simply getting on base because the balls are falling where they go. And the way the bat, like the babbit stat, the babbit stat, st- the babbit yeah. stat works. You know, it yeah. kind of finds the difference between the the starting pitching and, and then the the defense that is provided, and then the ballpark effects. So I feel like a home run friendly ballpark. If you're a a high average guy, you're gonna have you're gonna have a high babbit. So if you're a high average team, you're gonna have an elevated babbit as well. So I think that you're seeing that one and two. I do feel simply Cincinnati's playing out of their shoes right now. They're not. This isn't the team that they're not playing the way a team full of rookies should be playing. And let's face facts: your 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 first baseman rookie, your your shortstop rookie. <laughs> I mean, and now your third baseman rookie. I mean, so you're you've got a team full of rookies. You're going to take. There's going to be regression, yeah. but with Spencer Steer, when we saw the minor regression, that first half regression, Spencer Steer hit through that. His op- he, he was on base through that. His walk percentage was uh, elevated through that. The rest of the teams was down. His was still right there. So I think I see Spencer Steer as more of a value in, in that sense to where it doesn't matter. He's going to be like, what, 2006 Joey Votto when he won MVP. That's going to be like the Spencer Steer. that he, he's That's going to be what he brings to the league. Yeah. No, I, you know, and, and your Babbitt comment, yeah, that would make sense as far as, you know, taking the ballpark into that stat. Because as I took a quick glance after you said that, I looked, I'm like, oh, number three in the league is Colorado at 322, you know? Yeah. So yeah. it makes perfect sense. I mean, that definitely plays a role for sure. Yeah. But, uh, but. What do you think? Right. What do you say? You, do you, are you sticking with uh, Corbin Carroll, Jordan? You said Corbin Carroll? Yeah, I'm sticking with Corbin Carroll. Would you go and with American my American League? My American League, I am going with. <clears throat> excuse me. Uh, okay, so I'm stick. So I'm getting my American League one correct so far that I predicted at the beginning of the season. Uh, Yoshida. Yeah, sticking sticking with Yoshida. A great pick. Uh, and. Uh, and then my sleeper is not really a sleeper, but Ruiz. That man, yeah. that man, that man's so good. That man, that man, that man's fun to watch. He is. It's just, it's just, I think it's gonna be hard for him to get that those votes coming from that team. I mean, dude, they are on pace to be so incredibly bad. Um, I mean, you're talking, you gotta go back to the 1899 Cleveland Spires, you know, to get that kind of record. That's, Dang, that's tough. <laughs> and in 2023, if you ever got to go back to 1899, that's not good. <laughs> as far as we are concerned, like it's just never a good thing to have to go back that far. No, but but no, but no. Um, All right, let's it, go. Let's touch it, American League first, real quick. Let's. 
Yeah. We are. Oh, I bet. Oh, go ahead, Rob. Who's your <laughs> we we were talking about Ruiz. Oh, I I was I was cutting in and out. I've been it, hearing like oh, bits oh and yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, we were talking about Ruiz and uh I said uh I my uh preseason pick was Yoshida. And yeah. he's in my opinion, I think he's leading everybody right now. Yeah, I like I, Yoshida. I, I, um, I, I mean, I guess my other I mean the only other contender would be Noda, but his underlying stats no, no. The next contender is going to be Josh Jung. Yeah, yeah. I guess, and and you know, <laughs> I guess the other the other one I'd throw in there, if if you are going to just just for sake of argument, put a pitcher in this conversation, Hunter Brown with with the Astros has been quite impressive, considering you know they're still operating. They're operating without Luis Garcia. They're operating without Lance McCullers. I mean he's filled in some pretty big innings and um, has filled in very, very well. Right. So, all right. So, so Rob, do you guys have anything you guys would like to add? Uh, yeah, just Mastak Yoshida and probably is going to be my number one pick looking at the numbers again. Um, the 315 average is pretty solid. 382 Woba. Notice, I think Notice probably – the next closest Noda just because of his... From Oakland, right? I mean, yeah, dude. Yeah. I, I guess it, it would be hard to give it to Oakland. So I, I yeah, <laughs> I guess Josh Young would be my, my next closest. So 366, 366. <laughs> it, well, su- uh, it sucks. Imagine. Uh, well, granted, I wouldn't yeah. be pissed if I was on the A's personally. I'd be, Oh, I'm a major league baseball player. Yeah. yeah, making a couple hundred k a year, I'm fine. <laughs> yeah, I'd be like, shoot, I'm making three hundred, uh, three hundred k a year. I'm cool, whatever. I'll get out of here and make a million. But um, all right. So with that being said, with that yep, being said, get out of here. Anything you guys would like to add before uh, I log off? Log us off. No, just thanks to the viewers. Thanks for the comments. Thanks to our sponsors, Old Fort Baseball. You know, thanks to VSN Sports Network for uh, allowing us the platform to talk to you guys. Uh, like Jordan said, he's going to be out next podcast. So it'll be Rob, myself, and a mystery guest to be uh, determined at a later date. <laughs> That's all I got. But thank you guys for tuning in as always. <laughs> yeah. Anything you'd like to add, Rob? Fuck you. <laughs> That's his way of saying have a great night. Have a great night, everybody. Love you, Sezzy. Love you, Oliver. Good night.